In this episode, we talk about how retail can continue to make sales and deliver a good customer experience during the coronavirus pandemic. Hello and welcome to another episode of Customer Experience Conversations. This is going to be one of many remote episodes, thanks to the coronavirus. I'm joined by Adam and Greg, and I just wanted to start off today talking about my experience in the high street yesterday. So Adam and Greg, I went into town last night with a friend who gets a discount because she's an NHS employee. Okay. So we went to Nando's and we got 50% off, which was great, but it was absolutely dead. I'm not joking. It was like a ghost town. But the whole town or just Nando's? The, the whole town. Like we walked through the, the shopping center onto the high street and probably saw about 15 people the whole time. Wow. It was, it was silent. So I just wanted to ask you, how can the, the high street that is clearly struggling get through this tough time? What's, what, what approaches can they take? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. And it's going to be tough because it's, it's unknown, isn't it, really? I mean, this is a situation this last three or four days that none of us have been through before. It's all very odd. I think a lot of it is obviously media driven. But I think at the same point, having information passed by the media is obviously going to be helpful as well. In terms of the high street, though, it's it's going to be incredibly challenging because ultimately not as many people are going to be out. And if they are going out, it's going to be for something, a very distinct requirement. However, people are still going to need to spend money and people, you know, life needs to go on during this. And whether we're locked up at home or whatever it's going to be, we still need to spend money. We still need to go about our lives as normal. We'll go stir crazy in a matter of a couple of weeks. So all that's going to really mean is when people do go out, they're going to expect the absolute optimum service and the absolute optimum in terms of what's going on. And a big challenge that's going to go on with the high street, I suppose this is more in retail in terms of food retailers, is obviously stock. But in conventional high street, clothes retailers, I mean, you were talking there about food, you know, Nando's, you know, if they're this quiet, they need to make sure that whatever they're offering, that they're doing it in a very, very well. Because for someone to venture out into a retailer at this moment in time, they're going to want a good customer experience. Or they're certainly not going to be going back out again. But ultimately, being brutally honest, people are going to struggle. They really are. The conventional methods of going into shops are going to be changed for a while. So what retailers need to do is really think, think out the box, be innovative and kind of come up with solutions of how to connect their customers that are digital. So online customers with physical stores more now than ever, because you might not be able to get the people in physically, but you've still got a store, you've still got stock, you've still got staff you still got a product or something that you're selling, you still need to find your customers. So ultimately, you need to find a way of bridging that gap and offering that solution. And I don't want to sound really pessimistic, but there are going to be some businesses that, that simply you cannot do. But there are lots of businesses where you can, and you will be able to offer solutions and there will be technology that can help. I think there's going to be some businesses that are going to really struggle and may not be here in six months. I think I think Adam Adam is certainly you know right. Of course, it's going to be a, a challenging time, but with all these challenges, I think the best possible route forward is to try and identify the opportunities. 
what do we have at our hands that can help? What resources do we have available to us as, as all of us as businesses operating across all sectors? And I think it's about identifying what resources we have available. What can we do? Thinking outside the box has got to be the, the mantra that we've all got to live by for the foreseeable future. But you know, when it comes down to it, if you look in the world of retail, we've got to keep the business churning as much as possible. And they obviously want to keep selling products and selling services. And the only way to do that is to create interactions, is to create a service between your staff members and your customers. And I would say the biggest the biggest thing to obviously look at is technology and connectivity, naturally. That is one of the things that's currently underpinning our society and especially with the current situation is becoming the most important thing. Whereas in the past, like you say, we've had obviously the ability for people to walk into retail establishments, etc. That currently is not available. So the next best thing is technology and connectivity. And naturally, one of the things obviously we're seeing a huge increase in discussion, especially is obviously people working from home, using video, for example. We're really turning a corner on it. And I'd say that naturally, one of the obvious opportunities is to start to use those digital channels. So video, phone, chat, you know, instant message, etc. Start to think about how can you engage with the customers more and more so through those channels. That is just pretty obvious, but it's the natural route that businesses, I guess, have to take. The thing is, is that for anyone that's listening is that they might say, yeah, that's easy for you to say, but in reality, it, that's hard to, to implement. And I completely agree. That is quite a daunting task, especially to do it fast. But naturally, it's about mitigating your risks, starting small, and then working out very quickly what is important to you. So is it creating appointment-based video interactions, for example? Is that important? Or is it simply utilizing better your call center staff? Or is it now using staff members via the phone or via video that perhaps were serving in the stores? Because if you think about it, all the staff members that are currently working in stores that may, for example, temporarily be, be, be not working, naturally, those staff members potentially could help fund your business. Because if you can get them on the phones with customers, if you can get them on video calls with customers, etc., service mm -hmm. can continue. So yes, there's a lot of uh, challenge that lies ahead, but you've got to look for the opportunities and look for what is the available resources at hand, technology, connectivity, which underpins our society. Yeah. And let's think, how can we use that? How can we turn lemons into lemonade as they say it you know how can we turn the current situation into something that is as good as it can possibly be and that's not to it's not really to to turn my back on how serious the current situation is but yeah no you're spot on there will be there will be companies no doubt that see this as an opportunity you can pull something out of the market here if you were the first to for example offer online appointments and you're right about the staff you know if you've got staff that are on the payroll or are currently having to sit at home you're still paying them you need to utilize them and they'll be want, want to be better utilized as well we're quite fortunate we work in technology we have the ability to even do things like we're doing now and there really is no reason why retailers and other businesses other sectors can't incorporate technology and connectivity and it just shows you how important it is because even the government today are releasing out key workers and their key workers that their children still need to go to school and people that work in telecoms are key workers they have they've identified quite clearly that internet connectivity online engagements are paramount over the next you know well, forever but you know what i mean currently they're extremely important so it's it's one of those moments where you need to just practically look at your business and think where are the opportunities here you know how much of this is needs to be done physically but how much of this can be done just as a general conversation if you look at things like the the livy app that nhs have brought out you know if you want to book an appointment with a GP, you can book it online, create your account, and within 
25 minutes, 30 minutes, you've got a GP phoning you from a webcam from their home, diagnosing you. you know, it's quite funny. You're having to hold your camera phone down your throat if you've got a sore throat, etc. But they then do a prescription for you that gets sent electronically through to your local pharmacist and collect it. So that's the pharmacist using an online service and it's a GP, the NHS using an online service. There's no reason why other businesses can't do exactly the same. And I think if people get this right and they look at it soon, they could actually reap benefits from it, get rewards from it. Completely agree. Okay. And how are these video appointments in terms of the underlying infrastructure? How does it differ to just a standard video chat? What are the challenges that a large organization is going to run into trying to implement this strategy? Well, there's, there's lots. I'll, I'll say a couple. It'd be very tempting as a business, certainly, you know, as a large organization to potentially use the, the WhatsApps and things like that out there. But, you know, they're ultimate, they're, they're consumer products. They're not going to have any integration of existing systems. They're not going to be controlled. They're not going to have data protection on them. Yeah, you know, the biggest challenge is actually going to be controlling and organizing the experience for the customer. If I would say initial challenge would be making sure that you've got a secure platform that is sturdy. You obviously don't want it going down and giving a bad customer experience. You also need to make sure that it's easy to use end to end. You know, that once the customer gets sent a link, a text, an email, that it makes it easier for the customer to then connect to and interact. So there's a few there's a few challenges and I'm sure Greg has got some as well. Yeah, you're really hitting the the main ones there. I'd say it's around security and speed of deployment. And in particular, those two initially uh, are obviously massive concerns with any organization implementing an, you know, a, an online or a virtual-based appointment system. But just like you say, touching on that, from a security standpoint, you're absolutely right. It's about using the right platform, one that is secure, one that performs well, so you can have high-quality videos, for example, because that's really what matters, isn't it? is you know what is the customer experience looking like and that then links to i guess another main thing to to think about is obviously simplicity is that it's got to be fast to deploy in terms of these solutions which like i say if you partner with the right people for example you can implement these solutions pretty quickly in addition to that it's not just going to be fast to deploy for you as a business but in reality when you're working with your virtual appointments it's got to be easy for the customer and the staff member to use because that then just naturally increases the adoption. And obviously, yeah, we, we, like just as an example, for example, with, with our solution, if you look at how our solution actually functions, it's a single click for the customer to actually load the video that they receive in an SMS literally a minute or two before their, their appointment. Once they, they click that single link, it then asks them for a pin code that they've sent. They enter that in and then the video call starts. So it's really simple, really easy. And what I'm trying to say there is that it's about mitigating the risk right so your implement solution where you know customers can use it and it's a very similar experience on the side of the customer the staff member as well and i think that's what it's about it's secure and fast can you do it in a secure way yes and can you deploy it fast and ultimately get your customers using it pretty fast and that comes down to simplicity and there's loads of other challenges that naturally you'll face. But, you know, if it's a whole new area and it's maybe something a business had not considered, then it comes with its natural risk. But it's about planning, strategy, testing, etc. And doing that as, you know, as fast as you need to do that in order to make it a reality. That's during the, the video appointment. What about the build up to the video appointment? How can you reduce friction and make that an easy process for the customer? Uh, one, what Greg just said, the the platform that you use, obviously with our solution, it's incredibly simple. That's going to be very important. And I think the way that you roll it out to the customer is incredibly important and how you offer it to them. I mean, at the end of the day, 
if you, for example, look at the current live chats and those things that have been going on with, say, the holiday industry, they've all crashed because ultimately there's only so many people at the other end. I and mean, any live chat, it's, it's done the same thing. So it's no different when you're rolling out a video service. You know, if you just give free reign to the consumers just to connect whenever they want, ultimately you are going to have more people requesting and waiting than you've actually got connected on the other on the other end. The best way of really looking at it, I, I would imagine looking at some kind of appointment-based system, managing your staff, managing your resource and offering real-time live appointments, connecting customers to those appointments. And that way they can pre-book for a time that's suitable for them. If you've got a time available, then you could obviously show that live as well. And they're going to have a more streamlined, frictionless customer experience because they're going to know when they should be connected. You know, you could send out things like SMS updates. You could send out email updates, make it incredibly easy with your security key. They log in and the person they need to speak to is there rather than what I was saying earlier with a live chat where you could just go completely crazy. So that's very important, making sure that you are controlling your resource to the appointments you've got. Mm, agreed. I guess one of the things to maybe add is just inherently with an appointment-based setup rather than just sort of like a virtual queue, if you like. If you can create appointments, naturally you can control the demand. So you can obviously set a limit on your demand at any one time. Naturally allows you to plan resource-wise. So people, staffing, hours, etc. You can do that much more easily as well rather than, you know, having an unpredictable, you know, online demand or traffic that could suddenly hit a queue of potential callers, which happens with call centers, right? That's why sometimes the wait time is, you know, 62 minutes or something like that. It's like, you know, it's, it's unbearable for, for customers. So appointments is, in my opinion, when you've got high traffic is definitely the way to try and drive it if you can. And it allows you to scale controllably. There's little things that you can do, little clever ideas, I guess, that you can implement that what happens, like you said, Louis, in the build up to the event, not just from a business perspective, but from the customer side. Can you be using automated notifications and online forms, et cetera, to collect information from the customer? Because if you can, if you can slowly collect some of that information in the build up to an appointment or an interaction, that will then ultimately reduce the amount of time you maybe need to be on the call for. And of course, just make that more personalized as an experience. Secondly, let's say, for example, for whatever reason, the call has to be cut short, or maybe it hasn't quite finished. You can then use those automated notifications to carry on whatever next steps might need to happen. So there's there's ways to we, we've seen to implement around the actual appointment itself using data collection methods like online forms and notifications, etc., and you can keep that experience going pre and post appointment as such. Just to quickly add one more thing is one of the things, for example, that we've seen is quite popular with these video calls in particular is the ability to in any moment for, for example, like a, a manager. So if you've got a manager looking after a team of five or 10 or 20 people, maybe on, on video calls with our setup, what you can do is that manager can basically have a real time overview of what's going on. So they can see all of the calls happening and at any moment, they can also jump into the call. So you can actually have a third person on the call to help out, maybe resolve an urgent case or a case that's not getting solved for whatever reason. There's little things that you can do like that. And if you can implement that, it just makes it a lot more seamless for the customer, means all the customer's um, you know, questions get resolved and things like that. Okay, just to wrap this up then, from both of you, Adam and Greg, if you had to say in a sentence, give one bit of advice to high street retailers, that's in banking, any kind of customer service, telecoms, what advice would you give them for the next few weeks? I would say don't wait for change, make the change. Don't just sit there waiting. You've got to be proactive and innovative and jump on it. 
Okay. I think uh, in addition to that, I'd agree. And I'd say really focus on providing value where you can. Right now, customers may not want to buy your product or service. And let's say that's the situation. But there's definitely a value that every business can bring to the market. Um, and at times like this, I think it takes all of us to provide what value we can for us to get through and out the other side. So I'd say in addition to what Adam said, let's just all focus on providing as much value as we can and creating the most dynamic customer experience we possibly can using these technologies, et cetera, we have uh, available to us. So yeah, thanks, Louis. I appreciate it. This is a really good call to have, obviously a very timely call to have. So I appreciate you setting this one up. Yeah, thank you, Louis. No problem. There'll be plenty more. So see you soon. Thank you. Cheers, Louis.